recorded live at 4ZZZ Studios Brisbane on 102.1 FM and broadcast across Australia on the Community Radio Network. You're listening to Zed Games. With 10 years experience and over 500 episodes, Zed Games brings you the best in gaming news, reviews, community and culture. Want to reach out? Message us on Facebook at ZEDGamesAU. It's me, I'm back. Um, Before we start, I've got hot Tony Hawk Pro Skater 1 and 2 remake news. Who, what, yeah? You can now play it offline on the Steam Deck. But, not, can, not, oh. but not on PC. They like made an update just for Steam Deck to be played offline. Anyway. Oh my god, I love that. That's so okay, weird. But, but hot before, off the press. But before yeah, we stop, just, stop, just, stop. Sh- now, it's showtime. They don't know who we are. This is Zed Games. I'm Rani. I am making my return. Um... Over over here, you can't Hi. see, but on on my right, hello. Yeah. Hi, who, who I'm Caroline. Yay, Caroline. Yeah, Thanks. and I'm also Caroline. Oh, hello, other also Caroline. I thought I'd try it on for size. Yeah, how's that fitting for you? Oh, pretty well. I'm quite adaptable, honestly. Okay, would you like yeah. me to refer to you as other also Caroline? No, right? let's go. It's Caroline, but Paul for short. Oh, okay, Paul for short. Hello, Paul. Uh, t- tonight, tonight on Zed Games, we have. I did something fun. It's pre-recorded. It's an Ooh. interview Ooh. with the very excited the director, co-director, and one of the producers for the film Scary Girl. And I'll get to you because you're thinking it's it's Zed Games. We talk about games, but every so often we talk about a film because it's related to a game. And yes, there is a Scary Girl game. So Ooh. I had a chat two. to the team. Ooh. There are. Uh, there's a lot to Scary Girl actually. But the the film was animated here in Brisbane, so that's why I was like, "Yeah, let's have a chat. Like, let's let's really get into this." Um, Paul's gonna give us a review, maybe, probably. Probably. <laughs> we'll see how we feel. And we also have the news and more we music do every week. Yeah. Yeah. But so because I've mentioned the news, let's uh let's go segway. Let's go to the news. The most natural of segways. This week in gaming news. Yes, Mr. Frodo. It's over now. It's been in the works for a while, but Microsoft has finalized its deal to acquire Blizzard Activision for a whopping $68.7 billion. It has taken 20 months of duking it out with regulators, restructuring the deal to appeal to the Competition and Markets Authority in the UK, and defeating the Federal Trade Commission in the US Federal Court. But now, it's finally done. We love gaming. We play games, create games, and know firsthand how much gaming means to all of us as individuals and collectively as a community. And today, we officially welcome Activision Blizzard and their teams to Xbox, says Phil Spencer, Xbox Chief. As one team, we'll learn, innovate, and continue to deliver on our promise to bring the joy and community of gaming to more people. And just so you know, Activision or Blizzard Games will not be coming to Game Pass this year. 30 million sales! Minecraft has officially become the first video game to hit 300 million sales. To put that in perspective, Minecraft's biggest rival in sales is Grand Theft Auto V, which has sold over 185 million copies. Tetris doesn't count as it's considered a series. It is suspected that a good portion of these sales might be from people purchasing multiple copies. 
Minecraft has been available since 2009 in its pre-release version before being officially launched in November 2011, and it still has a grip on the gaming community to this day. Congratulations! Epic Games Bandcamp Employees Lose Epic Games acquired Bandcamp a year ago, a platform that co-founder Ethan Diamond hoped would bring the power of healing to everyone through music. Well, Epic Games sold it to SongTrader, and following it, roughly half of its staff laid off. SongTrader, the music licensing company, states, The operating costs of Bandcamp have significantly increased. It required some adjustments to ensure a sustainable and healthy company that can serve its community of artists and fans. 50% of Bandcamp employees have accepted offers to join SongTrader, with the remaining 120 employees being laid off with six months severance while negotiations with Bandcamp's union continue. Pokemon Van Gogh cards gone! The Pokemon and Van Gogh collaboration event, which involved giving a special promo card, Pikachu with grey felt hat, to customers who bought any item at the Van Gogh Museum in Amsterdam has been ruined by sculptors because sculptors ruin everything. Now, collectors will have to spend a minimum of $30 on Pokemon trading card game products to receive one of the cards. So stop looking at that online listing that's going for $500. And now for some upcoming games. October 20 brings Marvel's Spider-Man 2 for the PS5 and Super Mario Bros. Wonder for the Switch. October 23rd brings Just Dance 2024 edition for the PS5, Xbox Series X and Switch, 3 minutes to 8 for the PC. October 24th brings City Skylines 2 for the PC, PS5, Xbox Series X, Dark Envoy for the PC, The Lord of the Rings Return to Moria for the PC and PS5, and Metal Gear Solid Master Collection Volume 1 for the PC, PS5, Xbox Series X and Switch. That's it this week in gaming news. Thank you very much, Zara, for that news. The news that I'm pretty sure the only news that I actually saw and like kept track of was the Activision Blizzard stuff. Um, which I mean, just what is part like, do you take keep, <laughs> keep track I of? I didn't really keep track of it. It was just more that I was like, ah, I, I remember that. It's being happening. A thing. Yeah, it's ongoing. It's done yeah. now. Yeah, wow. exactly. Um, and scalpers ruining everything is yeah not you always do either. especially yeah. well, Pokemon yeah. stuff. The... Yeah, it's a big. Sh- it's a big. <laughs> oh, I can't talk. You know, I... here's my hot tip: don't care about Pokemon. Yeah! Well, I don't have a choice because <laughs> my brain fixates on it. Shall yeah. I talk it's about pro- the latest? It's probably Pokemon better than what my brain fixates on. So you, you better. What's the latest Pokemon? They stuff? did a special release, uh, special collection of the first 151 Pokemon. Oh, that's cool. I didn't yeah. know that. Um, and don't I know that the kids are back into Pokemon cards, and I have mm. a few friends who are teachers who have already informed me that Pokemon cards are banned at school again. Uh, and I was like, ah, yes, good. The nature circle is of healing. Life. <laughs> Yeah, pretty much, pretty much. Um, did you have anything else you wanted to say? Yeah. Paul? Oh well, I mean, well. I can't see your ba- eyes. <laughs> they're, they're darting away. No, uh, Bandcamp has been. I was actually really excited back when Epic bought Bandcamp because yeah. the actual plan that was stated at the time was that they were basically leaving Bandcamp mostly alone, except they were going to be integrating it into the Unreal toolset for licensing. So oh. basically. You could license songs through Bandcamp just oh, by adding it in really there. Cool. Like, yeah, so it was like this could actually help and make some because music licensing is 
a monster. And Bandcamp is also the main place I get music from. Uh, yeah, it pays I... most to. It's very straightforward and transparent. Um, and game music, a lot of it is published there. Yes, and that's where a lot of the stuff that I bring to the show is from. So, mm. I have like I have on occasion because occasionally Bandcamp will do that thing where it does a hundred percent. Yeah, Bandcamp Fridays. To it. Yeah. yeah, and so like I'll, honestly, sometimes I just wait out for that and then I just go on like a, yeah. a, a Bandcamp sp- spending spree. But I do love that because a lot of the times when I'm looking for music for the show specifically mm. i'll just be like seeing what's available through steam i'll be like oh you actually i can buy your whole soundtrack mm. as downloadable content yeah. from steam and i'll do it that way which is not ideal i don't really like that the, i i don't mind through steam the problem being you can't preview it no so since i'm often finding games via the music first it's like yeah. well if i don't know what it sounds like i'm not buying the game yeah. it would That's be fair. really cool to be able to do it on Bandcamp because I believe also on Bandcamp you can set the pay what you want. Yes. And yeah. so you can you could give the musicians or the devs more money if you were able to. And I've, I yeah. honestly would be doing I've that. I've done that sometimes. And, and it was a nice thing down PAX this year. Uh, at least one developer, they had, they'd made an EP for their demo. Oh, and yeah. And they just had a, a QR code. So while I was waiting to chat to them, I was just... That's great. Oh, this is actually really funky. You know, send five um, bucks and yeah, we'll be playing that, that at some point. Caroline, you've gotten into like vinyl and like gaming soundtracks on yes. vinyl. I'm so sorry yes. I got you into vinyl. You started me with the vinyl, but I'm like specifically into the gaming. They're pretty. They're I was, worth it. I was just checking the tracking on my um, <laughs> Hollow Knight vinyls that are in the country right now, but... <laughs> Hopefully, making their way towards me. Okay, soon. so there is so one sorry. thing to clarify before this. Hi. Do you have a record player? Not yet. Not yet. It's being. This is being. Oh. This is the 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 problem is being rectified. It's fine. It will be sorted in about a month. Don't don't worry. I, I have a few files that I don't have a player. For a while, I had a gramophone record collection. Do not know why. It was just given to me, and I kept it for years. You're listening to Zed Games on 4ZZZ. I'm Rani. In studio with me is Caroline. And also Caroline, but for short, it's Paul. Thank you. (laughs) The Caroline formerly known as Paul. Yes, the Caroline formerly known as Paul. Now we're going to... I actually, I had to pre-record the next segment. I'm sorry, guys. I didn't get to have fun guests in the studio with us right now. But there are fun guests in the studio with me from a couple of... Well, I'm actually not going to tell you when we did that. Um, but uh, let's get into it. Scary Girl interview. So Scary Girl is a movie that's uh, coming out next week. And it was animated in Brisbane. But we will tell you more about that in a moment. I'm here with Ricard Crusoe and the director for Scary Girl, Tanya Vincent, the co-director for Scary Girl, and Ryan Graves, one of the producers for Scary Girl. Scary Girl is a film that is coming out in about a week or so now, and it is it's actually been quite quite a franchise. It started as a and now correct me if I'm wrong, but it started <laughs> as a graphic novel. And it also was a video game, which is why we're talking about it. It wasn't just a stock standard video game. It was a scrolling platformer. It was also like a downloadable title for the PSP, which is really cool. We love that. But I'm going to like throw it over to you guys to tell me more about Scary Girl because it's been 
animated in Brisbane, which is great. We love that. We love to see it. So, like, say hi, talk about it. Yeah. Hi, everyone. <laughs> Hello. Hello, everyone. Oh, thank you for coming. Well, you want to take it away? Yeah, thank you for talking. It's so nice. Well, I was going to say, it's so nice to do stuff in Brisbane. Like, it's so lovely because yeah. we made yeah. it here. It's so nice. So, thank you for asking us all. <laughs> oh, no, thank you for coming. We love chatting to anybody that's creating anything in Brisbane because sometimes it feels like outside of Brisbane. Sometimes it feels like it's so much Sydney or Melbourne. So, to have you guys is amazing. <laughs> Ricard, do you want to start? Yeah, of course. Well, to be honest, the first thing that was ever created for Scary Girl was a toy line. That's right. It was like, it, now it's like such a collectible. Like they like go for so much money. Yeah. So that's the first thing. And like Scary Girl was, um, it's like, it's the brainchild of Nathan Juravicious. He is an Adelaide artist. He's traveled around the world. He's done stuff for like Ikea. He keeps doing stuff for like Japan and toys. And like, he's got an incredible mind and he's got such a distinct art style that what everyone gets really drawn into, into the stuff he does. And uh, one of the things that he's created was, was Scary Girl. And I think that was back maybe 15 years ago. So yeah, as, as you said, it, it was a vinyl toy and then they did a graphic novel, then a video game, then it was a VR experience. But I think their goal was always to be a feature film like it was definitely a property built for, for a film for it to be in the, in the silver screen and um two years ago we we kind of got involved nathan always works with a incredible producer called sophie Byrne, and she uh, runs highly spirited they are based in melbourne and they approached a brisbane company called like a photon creative run by nadine bates and Kristen suvalis and those two teams together managed to finance the whole film and get the thing going and that's where we came in uh, um, myself as a director and tony as a co-director and, and ryan as one of the uh, leading producers on that it's been an incredible journey it's been two years in the making it's getting released in australian cinemas on the 26th of october and it's very very exciting that's exciting can you tell us a little bit about the main premise of scary girl tanya oh well <laughs> the way i like to sum up scary girl is it is uh blade runner meets Coraline. it's kind of like a story about this young girl who she has like a tentacle for an arm an eye patch and she's just a really unique character and she lives on this peninsula in the middle of nowhere and she really feels like she wants to go out into the world and use her like scientific skills, her building skills. She loves machines and she feels like she can use those skills to make the world a better place. Her father is this giant magical octopus who can revive plants. And for him, he sees their place in the world on their peninsula. And that's where they need to stay because they need to be safe. Aki kind of inadvertently causes a, a little bit of a disaster that forces Blister to get captured by people from the City of Light, which is this big city far away that is run by uh, an antagonist called Dr. Maybe, who is voiced by Sam Neill, who is amazing. And they come and kidnap her dad. And then it's a story of Aki traveling to that city to go and save him and kind of discovering herself along the way. There's some like twists in there and some, you know, dark turns, but it's it's it was a really fun project, I think, because as stories go, it's celebrating what makes you unique, what makes you different is something to, that you shouldn't have to change for anyone. And something that was a really big thing that we did on the film is like every single character on screen had something that wasn't perfect. Like we called it a wonk past and we were <laughs> regard. It's like everything in the, this, the computer tries to make everything so perfect that we went through and tried to make everything look a little bit like broken or 
awkward or just not quite even, which which was it was really fun to try and put visually the theme onto every character and thing. But um, yeah, that's kind of yeah. That is a really fun thing <laughs> to be able to look out for. Like now, now when everybody watches it, um, they can like look out for like all the little weird things. Because I know that some of the scene, it's got a city in it, but seeing the trailer as well, some of those scenes have lots of characters in them. So um, <laughs> that'll be fun. Our poor animators, our poor animators. <laughs> definitely a challenge. So it's uh, you know, like unfortunately, we don't have the budget that you know Disney and Pixar have. Like we are like a very tiny amount of what they have, but still, like you know, we have to be able to produce something that audiences will will love and go to the cinemas and like not even be able to tell like the the budget differences. So one of the biggest challenges was to create such a breathing huge world with with very little so you know we use you know the classic tricks of the trade and then we you know we have the same character and he's got six different colors and uh but when you put them together then nobody really notices so with uh, a couple changes here and there it's like imagine it's live action and you're just getting one actor and then you're taking his glasses off and putting a fake mustache and that's pretty much what we do in 3d so yeah it's like all these kind of little tricks that that we've kind of been very used to doing just to really bring up the scope of, of the film. Yeah, you do you do one massive shot of all the city and then lots of little tiny shots with lots of people just crammed in and then it seems like there's more people. That's the secret. It's, <laughs> full. it's a full city. The, the producers like that, don't they, Ryan? Yeah. <laughs> That's wonderful. Putting yeah. 10 people in a tiny elevator. Yeah. yeah. Have any of you guys played the games or like the interactive novel or the VR experience? Oh, we do, we've, we had the game. Yeah. I was talking to Nathan about this actually. So because it was all a flash game. Like it's not yeah. like something that's that accessible that you can still get it on some emulators, he said, but also Steam is where I think we got it. I think we downloaded it as a PC version. But I think what we did a lot for the thing is we did go through and have a look at like any little movements we could take. So I think the way she jumped in the game, we took that for a little bit in scenes where Aki did like big leaps um, and like background characters. There's lots of little funny, quirky little things they do in there. So we tried to take as much from all the different franchises of Scary Girl as we could. Because I remember there was a day where we had to like pick all of our background characters from all the toilet. Which was- <laughs> Quite fun. <laughs> yeah, that was that was a challenge because they're all so awesome. They're all so unique and quirky, and we had to like nail it down to just eight out of like I don't know a, a cast of a hundred. So yeah, that was that was fun. That was a fun game. <laughs> all right. So because we uh, we only have an hour long show, we'll have to sort of wrap this up. But I would like from each of you your maybe like favorite thing to look out for in the film. You can you can have a moment to think about this because we can edit it out. <laughs> All right, you're going to take this. I, I think we should put a lemon counter on the screen. <laughs> I would say like there's a there's a, there's all these hidden lemons that Nathan Jarvicius, the production designer of the film, has put into the film. They do have a law. There's a law about the lemons within the City of Light where Doctor Maybe rules. But maybe we can do shots every time we see a lemon. Who knows? Well, <laughs> that could be a really fun <laughs> this, this is a this is a child friendly movie. <laughs> yeah, this is a child friendly movie. <laughs> there's a there's a lot of lemons in this movie. I mean, just keep your eyes peeled. Yeah, there's like lemon skewers where they're just like licking them and not like scrunching up their faces, which is they're yeah. braver than me. 
Um, what, do, what are yours? Yeah. Oh, and my favorite one. My favorite one is that there is a cameo in the movie from someone on this call, isn't there, Rick? Oh, yes, there is. I was uh, lucky enough to voice one of the characters. Oh. He is, um, yeah, it's just one character. He only says one line. It's a crucial line for the whole film, I like to think. Uh, maybe not a little bit. And, uh, yeah, he's got this wacky voice. And, uh, yeah, I was, I was really happy to to be able to just put a little, a little something there in, in the screen. That's exciting. It's a, it's just to keep everyone looking out for it, it's a narwhal. It's a, it's it's a, narwhal. a narwhal with a gold horn. It's a character. It's, he's not drunk. He's just very happy. He's just very happy. Yes, I'll believe that. <laughs> have you played the game, Brownie? Have you had a chance? I have not played the game. No, not yet. It is on my my list, but my my life's kind of hectic with the PhD. <laughs> yeah, it does that. So I I haven't actually touched a video game in like two three months now, no, and no. I you just feel talk like, about them. Yeah, I feel like an imposter <laughs> being on Zegas. I'm, I'm, oh, yeah. I'm a gamer myself, and haven't been able to play anything in I don't know how long. It's it's yeah. crazy. Me crazy. Ricard, did you want to give your? Oh yeah. Yeah, one more. Give my, oh mine. Uh, yeah. Every main character has a hat. Don't ask me why, but if you look closely, every main character has a hat. <laughs> Here you go. Oh <laughs> well. A big, big thank you to Ricard, Tanya, and Ryan for joining me um, on that <laughs> that little interview. Have a golf clap. Have a golf clap. I would like to defend myself now. Mm-hmm. Um, at the time, I had not played Scary Girl. Mm-hmm. I have since played Scary Girl. You can get it on Steam. Mm-hmm. I would recommend also having a an Xbox controller with you when you play it because... Uh, one, all of the instructions are for an Xbox controller, uh. and two, the keyboard controls are a bit wonky. But it is fun. Like it is just, it's an old school platformer. Um, it's not, it's nothing special, but it's not mm. bad. Uh, I had a lot of fun. I am going to see Scary Girl when it comes out. It comes out on the twenty sixth of October, which is next Thursday. Mm. Um, and that's exciting. That's exciting yes. for me. I, it is. Yeah, I don't know. I don't have much more to say about the game, so we're just going to listen to... So you're listening to Zed Games, is that it? You're listening to Zed Games. You're listening to Zed Games. Hello, you're listening to Zed Games. 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 Perfect. Perfect. Thank you. You're listening to Zed Games. I'm Ronnie. That's Caroline. And, and I'm uh, Paul. That's Paul. Formerly known as something else. Yes, yes, indeed. Beep, beep. Um, Paul. Yes. You have something for us. That's right. Money. No. Woo-hoo! Yes, please. No, I, I would love some money. I don't have any money. Oh, uh, no, we're going to jump into a review now uh, for a very special game called Decarnation. I'm sorry, uh, I forgot the review intro. That's all right. I beep, sung it to myself. Beep, 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 yeah. beep, beep. No, that was nothing hey. like the review. Yeah, I forget what it's just like. Yeah. I'm going to do a review about another scary girl. Review. Very scary. Review. Find out review. now. I'm going to review. do a very indie story based on No, no, no. Review. Uh, uh, anyway, Decarnation. Uh, this game is by Atelia Q. DB uh, and it's their first game so don't be surprised that you don't know them as developers uh, first appearances uh, we've actually been talking about this game on the show for a few weeks because I've been playing the music for a while and I thought maybe I should play it 
Maybe. Maybe, mm, maybe. A concept. Um, yeah, wild, hey? Because it has this cool, cool, like, um, there's a lot of the, it's atmospheric music, but then there's a bunch of French pop music in it as well. I'm like, this is great. I love it. Um, and when you look at it at first, you're like, oh, this kind of looks like a, you know, like an RPG maker game. And uh, it is. Mm-hmm. Woohoo! Except yeah. all of the art is uh, original and it is spectacular. It is, if you're aware of like the work of like Paul Robinson, sort of along that direction. Yes. Uh, so it's absolutely gorgeous stuff. Uh, really nice environmental art, nicely animated characters. And then as things start getting weird in this game, and this game is going to get Cronenbergian weird, uh, it can really go off the chains as you get into more surreal environments and stuff. But to start with, uh, it starts with an interesting premise. It's mm-hmm. quite quite unique as a game start. Uh, you play Gloria. Uh, you are based in Paris in 1990. You always have to do that so people don't have mobile phones. Um, but there's actually, <laughs> yes. there is more reason for that thematically going on. the best way on. to get through a plot hole. You are a cabaret dancer. Uh, you're professional, like, very, very well regarded. Uh, and the game actually starts with you nude modeling for a quite famous sculptor. And um, I'm going to spoil sort of the very first thing in the mm. game that happens. Because How dare you? it makes it sort of like this is where the tone's going to explore thematically and everything. So you go with your partner to the unveiling of this statue. As I say, it's not a, sm- it's not a small deal. It's, you know, as a, a very famous artist. Uh, and you get to the museum and or the gallery and your name's not on the list, so you've got to pay to get in. Oh. Wow, that's rude. Wow. Um, and the first well. thing that sort of gets you where this is going to be headed, uh, when you enter the room, it's empty and there's only one other... Per- well, there's one other person in there and they are a strange man that is feeling up the statue of you. Uh, I hate it. And you leave abruptly uh, and go on that. So this is a story about uh, specifically... This, per- this woman, uh, her place in the world as a dancer, a professional, someone that is on stage mm-hmm. uh, in a world that is changing because, mm-hmm. weirdly enough, it's also a uh, commentary on um, how uh, live entertainment at that point started to die off in, in, um, in order for home entertainment. So stuff like that, but also uh, an, uh, an autonomy of, of your body, uh, so many issues of that. And so uh, it then becomes a little bit more extreme and the game will start sort of exploring more of her inner psyche as she as events unfold in the game. What it does really well is it draws really good characters, really good art. Um, mm-hmm. It has it's mostly a visual novel, but mm-hmm. it has a bunch of like mini games in it and a few puzzles and stuff. They're not taxing the mini games on the whole. Like you get a score, but it doesn't really matter. Uh, it kind of works out well. Like one of the main ones is uh, the sort of a beat game for dancing, and kind of you failing and like maybe not landing everything perfect can just be thematically appropriate at times. Okay. Um, so whilst it's not, it's not a challenge game. It's a, and uh, there is kind of one choice later on. Oh, and it's a goodie. It's one that I really enjoy. Um, no spoilers. No spoilers. Stop it. No sp- I'm not spoiling. Just, just the instant that happens in the first five minutes. You can That's see the, the twinkle in your eye. No, no, no. Look, hey, hey, I think as long as we go like, hey, it's one of those classic horror games about a dancer Moving on to the home entertainment industry. <laughs> uh, all right. <laughs> With some real Cronenbergian issues. And, yeah. Um, yeah uh, so it'll probably be about six to eight hours for most people, uh, depending on how much they're mucking around. But yeah, really nice writing. Uh, mm. Really interesting thematically. Right up my alley. I, I am... 
my focus was sort of feminist film th- theory when I went through university. So of touches on a lot. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. Me, me. You would. Uh, but also, this is from a French team, so you get some slightly different um, social commentary than you might expect. Uh, it is highly recommended if you want a slightly offbeat, uh, kind of spooky, but not. It's. It doesn't. If you're like you know, this is the sort of thing where you have a um, some. Uh, warnings at the trigger warnings at the beginning mm. but it's not like you don't need that many you're kind of prepared with the themes have already given you yeah it's not going to get explicit with any actions going on in it all right paul what's the game where the can game you find is called it? decarnation you can find it on the nintendo switch or on steam oh, oh cool. on nintendo yes, yes. i played That's it on steam deck yeah Hello. <laughs> You're listening to Zed Games. I'm Ronnie, that's Caroline, hey. and that's Paul. I'm pointing at them, but you cannot see this, and you shouldn't point because it's rude. <laughs> I've had a fun <laughs> show. Thanks for the manners lesson on that one. You know, pointing is Thanks, very useful. Mom. Pointing yeah. can be very useful. Y- yes, yes. Yeah. Let's sing our pointing song. Oh my god, if no. If you're going to have to point, make sure it's polite. I'm making this up, so let's wrap up tonight. Oh, oh. I thought there was an actual kid no, song. No, I was like, like <laughs> fully prepared for you to pull out some of the dad knowledge yeah. that you've got. Well, that's all. I, I only make up songs. That's uh, re- doing existing songs. That's original about that. Jeez. Oh my goodness. What's the difference between know. rude pointing and polite pointing? Uh, uh, I think it, when it's not at somebody. Yeah. Mm. So I think if you like point, if I were like point to the yeah. the the poster then that would be fine. Yeah. Well, actually, polite pointing is the point-and-click games that you're going to be playing this week. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> boop, 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 boop. I can't use that now. <laughs> boop, boop, boop. That doesn't go with that item. We're <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. going old-school point-and-click adventures. This is literally my my, my jam. This no, is what I grew up on. No, shush, 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 shush. you got to rub every item on another item to my, see if they'll do something. My friend just had their se- their second child. Oh, and yeah. it is named after a Sierra Adventure Game protagonist. And their first child was named after a Sierra Adventure Game protagonist. Nice. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I don't... Okay, I don't know. I, like... Uh, in, the, in the interview for mm-hmm. Scary Girl, I was like, oh, I haven't touched a video game in months. And now I've played Scary Girl. Now I don't know what I'm going to do with myself. And mm-hmm. also, I'm scared to go back to my Animal Crossing island. Oh, yeah. 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 Um, because your, your villagers are starving. They've all gone mad. Especially yeah. because They've eaten each when other. I got my new Switch, my island didn't come with oh, it. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It's like a brand new island. Yeah. My villagers yeah. don't even have homes. Oh. And I've just abandoned them. Oh, no. I think you can... Can you do, like, there's... You can do, like, an actual request, but you've got to go through, like, Nintendo support oh, to get it shifted or something. I could <laughs> not be bothered. That is... Who wants to deal with Nintendo? I also think I that wouldn't it's recommend been, it. like, way too long now. So, you know, that's just not worth it. But I'll be dealing with Nintendo midnight tonight when mm. Mario Wonder comes out. Oh, yeah, you will. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I played it a couple of weeks ago. It's, mm. uh, it's terrific. I mean, it's, it's not a shock to anyone. It's really good. It's one of the best 2D Marios by far. Bah, bah, bah. Also, bah, also bah, play the new bah, bah, bah. Sonic. Terrible, oh. absolutely terrible. Shockingly bad. Wow. And remember, I liked, I liked Frontiers. Okay. Mania is great, but this is, it's, it's based on co-op. Yeah. Yet it'll randomly follow one of the characters as they leave the screen. Uh, it's not split screen. Uh, what? Sonic Why? Two is split what? screen. 
I yeah. hate that. Yep. Split screen is such a thing. Like it's so <sighs> easily done. Yeah. I don't know. I actually don't make games from yeah. that side. It's so not easily know. done, but it's easily done if you plan for it from the start, which yeah. you probably would if you said you're going to make a co-op game. But yeah. But then so many of the like those sorts of games have that have been co-op have not been split screen. Like I'm thinking about like how s- games like Child of Light are co-op, but they're not split screen. Yeah, like they are, but like I don't know, mm-hmm. I don't know. Was Lego Star Wars split screen? I think yeah. some of them yeah. are. Yeah, they do like know. a nice cut that just moves yeah. around yeah. and everything. Like oh yeah, yeah, when you like move too far, far away, yeah. then it'll it go to split goes... screen. Man, clearly I don't smooth. have enough friends. I don't play co-op enough. Oh, I don't play co-op at all. I just watch other people play it. Yeah, online. I don't do that either because I think that it just makes me sad. It's <laughs> just like oh, I have no friends and they can't play video games with me. Ah, I'll play video games with you. I'll play video games with you yeah. too. What game when do you want to play? When I have time, I don't know. What game do you want to play? Oh, oh wait, what if I get Baldur's Gate? Yes, and we okay. can do two <laughs> Yes. Oh, nothing like breaking the drought with an eighty-plus long hour-long game. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> yeah. Well, I do. I do have Tiny Tina. I so, don't have that oh, one. Dang it! Oh, I'm, well. I'm not terribly fond of the Borderland games. Yeah, that's fair. Anyway, we High should five say, Yay! Not we fond should of say goodbye. Um, I'm gonna say goodbye. <laughs> say bye. Yeah, we gotta bye. say bye. Yeah. Good night. See ya. Farewell. Avita saying Thanks goodbye. for listening to Z Games. If you'd like to listen to more, check out our podcast on Spotify or follow us on social media at ZedGamesAU. See, See you next time. time.